For our first message today, we have a split sermon from Mr. Ken Barton. It's going to our resident fire marshal over here. He's going to teach us a little bit about fire safety, particularly here in the upcoming Thanksgiving. Don't want people frying their turkeys and, and blowing up the backyard. So, Mr. Barton, please, uh, let's talk about fire safety. The main thing is, if you're going to fry a turkey, fry the turkey. Not the house, not you, not many things. Anyway, <clears throat> quite a few years ago, I heard a man named John, uh, Jim Rohn speak at a meeting. And in his talk, he made this observation. What's easy to do is also easy not for instance, how many here have heard an apple a day keeps the doctor away? How many of you do that? I'm impressed. <laughs> I mean, in, in this day and age, if you can't find an apple, you're just not going to the store. You know, because uh, we can get apples year-round. So just think, if it was that easy, you wanted to stay healthy, all you had to do was eat an apple a day. Organic would probably be good, because pesticides are bad. <clears throat> but what if that was true? But the thing is, it's easy not to do also, isn't it? An apple, yeah. There's a commercial that takes this to ridiculous lengths <clears throat> the other way. It's about uh, uh, pneumonia vaccine. And, but it, it, it says, you know, what if eating a carrot, ah, carrot, would give you all that you need? Or yoga, and it shows this woman walk into the yoga studio or whatever you call it, roll out her mat, do one thing. She does it quite well. Then she rolls up the mat and leaves. One guy eats one blueberry. He pops it in. I told Glenda, I said, I can just see that guy going. <laughs> anyway, uh, and it ends with one carrot moving towards the cash register. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of silly, folks. Here's an idea. How about asking God to forgive you for your sins? Turning toward, to him, humbling yourself, and asking for his forgiveness once. And then going on about your business. Glenda had an uncle that... Uh, <clears throat> that was his... That was, he said he had made his... Peace with God. He told God if he ever needed him, he'd get back with him. You know, and everything was going good, so he didn't want to bother him. You know, he, I hope, I hope that he'll get a little, you know, in, in the future, he'll get a little more training on that. Because <clears throat> he's a wonderful man. But to me, the idea that, you know, you 
I asked him once, I told him, if I, you know, please take care of me. Forgive me my sins, and he did that. Once saved, always saved, right? So I can go on. I can just take care of things as I see them, and God will take care of it. He's running along behind me. It's like those old cartoons along the fractured fairy tales. At the end of it, the, the little guy with the whisk broom is coming up and sweeping everything. But that, to me, goes under the heading of extreme stupidity. Luke 4, 4 said, and Jesus answered, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, it could take you a while to learn every word of God, to read every word of God. Hopefully, while you're doing that, you'll realize that you may need a little more because you forgot it by the time you get the end of it. But Jesus did say we need everyone. Some of them tell us that when we do wrong and turn away from God, we need to repent, return to him. That's going to require lots of time with him. Speaking for myself, okay? And staying with him. That takes care of the idea of doing it just once, doesn't it? So let's be clear. I'm pretty sure... Eating an apple a day is not the secret to really long life and staying healthy. It is a catchy saying. Nevertheless, or neither is repenting of our sins and asking God's forgiveness once, and then going on with our lives. <clears throat> we need to have some effort to follow God and be right with Him. There are things we forget, right? That's true about many things. Today, I'm not really going to speak on serving God and serve, studying his word. But that's important. That says, if we're going to do anything over and over again, let's get back with God. Daily works really well. But I want to speak to you about fire safety. It kind of came to me that I ought to... I spent 34 years on the fire department, two years almost, in the fire marshal's office. In code enforcement, I got to go help people worry about whether their uh, high, uh, extinguishers were charged and things like that. Anyway, I'm a little better at listening to my thoughts than I used to be. I'd get an idea and I'd kind of let it go like, I ought to call somebody. I let it go and when I finally called, I really should have called them when I thought about it too late. So God does speak to us. And the Bible tells us it's a still, small voice. So we kind of need to pay attention to the still, small voice. I have another catchy saying that you should consider learning and using. Close before you doze. And I'm going to wander over here and turn off the light. Brian's going to show you the first video. Oh my God, that is insane. In the event of a fire, who here thinks that you're safer sleeping with the doors open? I keep them open because I was a mom for so long. My kid's room is too doors down from mine, always open. I'm not all that confident they would stop anything anyway. 
Harold, hey. Ben. Ben, nice to meet you. Harold, have a seat. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you guys. Hello. Hello. I'm right here. Chris, how are you? Great. about fire safety. What keeps you up at night? Yeah, I'm not too concerned. I probably don't think about a fire threat as much as I should, because I do forget to turn things off often. Have you ever been through one? A fire? No. We told you that you'd be coming here today for discussion, but what we didn't tell you is that there is also a demonstration that we want to show you. Sound good? introduce you to Steve, the director of the UL Firefighter Safety Research Institute. I'll let Steve take it away. Welcome. My job is to lead a team of people that study how fire grows and spreads so we can keep you safe. Here at the Delaware County Emergency Services Training Center, we essentially turn this place into a laboratory. Uh, we've got several structures around here that we build to simulate where you live. And one of those structures is right here behind me. What I want you to do is I want to take you inside here and I want you to see how this looks like your home. And then once we get you outside, we're going to go ahead and recreate what would happen if there was a fire in this structure right here. Look pretty normal. Yeah, got some furnishings. You'll notice the difference down here as we walk down. This bedroom door will be closed and the one at the end of the hall will be open. And what I want you to do is pay attention to comparison of the two of those and think about you and your family trying to survive this fire. All right, we just hit the button. We have ignition. Oh, boy. There she goes. Oh, man, that is scary. It's scary, right? Yeah, it's really Look, we have some wow, smoke coming out over here already. Smoke's coming out. <gasps> what a lot of people don't realize is that the furnishings that are in our homes today are made of synthetic materials. So they burn so much faster than your old natural cotton-filled furnishings used to be. The statistics that we've seen through our research is in about 40 years ago, you had about 17 minutes to get out of your house after the smoke alarm sounded. Now you have less than three minutes. See, this is what we're, this is the things that we were. Oh my God. Whoa. Can you feel that? How can you survive that? Seriously. That is insane. All right, go ahead, knock it down. All right, as you remember, closed door on the left, open door on the right. And you can see the dramatic wow. difference between the two with the simple closed door. Impressive. We want people to be as prepared as possible and understand the importance and how little time you have and what that simple barrier can provide to you and your family should you have a fire. I want you guys to throw some hard hats on and some safety glasses and at least poke your heads in the windows or you can even walk in the hallway if you want. Give me a word or phrase to describe what you just saw. Anxiety. Frightening. Terrifying. I really didn't expect anything like this. I'll ask 
ask you one last time, in the event of a fire, are you safer sleeping with the doors open or the doors closed? Without a doubt, the door closed. Definitely with the doors closed, and from now on, the doors will be shut at night. <laughs> Definitely closed. Closed. Definitely closed. And I'm surprised by it. It's always great to be able to get the message out when we can take our research and get it out into the community to change behavior with the message of close before you doze. It, it feels great and hopefully we can save lives. If there was one bit of advice that you could give friends or family today, what would it be? Close before you doze. 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 The key fire safety messages we want people to have. Neat thing about new furnishings and new house construction. Furnishings burn really well. Most of them are made from oil. Oil burns. It burns real quick. And house construction, new house construction is a lot thinner than it used to be. So within minutes, the roof becomes unsafe for them to get up on help put your house out to keep it from collapsing, things like that. So you don't have a lot of time. <clears throat> Show you how you forget about things. We had got to where we didn't close the door, bedroom door. We do now. <clears throat> and since we have Thanksgiving coming up this week, albeit possibly a smaller amount. Uh, kind of thought kitchen safety ought to be in. <clears throat> Who knows what probably one of the best tools for fighting a grease fire in a pan or pot is. All around over the lid, yes. I recommend a cookie sheet because it's going to fit, okay? You can, and, and you, can, you can put a lid on a, on a pot, okay? But it's scary, okay? Now, the, the trick if you've got the lid is to hold it like this, not like this, but like this, and as you get close, hit the edge and lay it down, of the, but, and turn off the heat. That works out, probably do that first, but whatever. I do, I recommend setting a, a cookie sheet out when you get started cooking. You know, don't leave the kitchen. I ruined a good pot by leaving the kitchen, and I wasn't even cooking grease oil, thankfully. Smoked up the house a little bit and ruined the pot, but anyway. Keep an eye on the oil. If it starts smoking, adjust it. Just the heat down a little bit. But, you know, some stuff, sometimes it's, you're busy. You're doing a lot of stuff. So you forget about it, and it does catch fire. So first thing, get everybody else out of the kitchen. Turn off the heat. Call 911. Everybody's out that way. If, you don't, if you're not successful getting it out, Determine if you can. If it's just one pot, you could most likely put it out. Uh, cookie sheet makes you feel a lot better because you, 
you're a lot longer reach. <clears throat> Salt or baking soda. Uh, class B, Purple K fire extinguisher is basically baking soda. It works great. Pour it onto the fire and it'll put it out. Class B fire extinguisher, or ABC. Now, I don't remember if it's this one, but there's one of these where it shows the guy that will say that uh, this is the fire, and he walks up to it like this with the fire extinguisher. I wanted to slap him silly. If he'd have squeezed that, he would have been slapped silly by the fire. Okay? Six to eight feet from the fire extinguisher nozzle. That stuff comes out of there pretty fast. Pretty good power. So if you're right here, guess what it's going to do? <laughs> Blow all that everywhere. Water, no. Water's heavier than oil. Water boils at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Never gets above 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Steam gets however hot you want to make it. Okay, so if your pot is at 300, 400 degrees, as soon as that water gets in there, it falls down to the bottom and then boils immediately, expanding at least a thousand times. And it comes back out because it pushes all of that stuff. It gets big and there's no room for everything else. And where does it go? Everywhere. And it's burning. Don't throw water on it. Don't throw flour on it. Don't throw, what was the other thing we were talking about? Uh, Cornstarch. Yeah. Both of those are flammable. And they're almost like dust. You ever heard of a dust explosion? So, baking soda and salt. They work really well. I don't know if I was, if this came to me because uh, somebody's going to need to use it. I don't know, but I hope they don't. But can you show this one? Brian, the next one on. on. <coughs> See what I mean about I'm sticking that nozzle right there at the. 
So, and here's another one. Get out alive. Nice little phrase. Exit drills in the home. Kids know about that. If you want to want to get your kids excited about something, have them help you set up uh, exit plan, escape plan. Kids love to help. Okay, and they learn a lot. <clears throat> Helps get them engaged in fire safety and the mindset of being aware of what's going on. Also, you know, mention that it's a good, good way to get children engaged in the mindset of being with God and speaking to God and learning from God. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Now, let's see. I think I've got enough time uh, to cover that one. If you would, Brian, and just out of curiosity, do you have that last video that I sent you available handy? The, the boom, the explosion, fire explosion? Oh. Okay. That's all right. We'll show it to you sometime. You ever heard of a backdraft? basically a fire explosion. I've got a video that is really neat, shows it really well. Uh, anyway, if you will, sir. Hi, boys and girls. I'm Firefighter Paul, and all of us here at the Boise Fire Department want to ensure that you and your family know how to get out alive in case you have a fire in your home. Would you know what to do if you heard the smoke detector going off inside of your home? Watch this video closely and you'll find out. It's all about playing it safe in case of a fire. First, always keep your bedroom door closed when you sleep. A closed door can help keep smoke out of your bedroom in case of a fire. Your home probably has several smoke detectors inside of it. You should even have one in your bedroom. Ask your mom or dad to test your smoke detectors regularly to ensure the batteries are good and the smoke detector works when you need it. This is my friend Danae. Danae is going to show us three ways to get out of your bedroom if you should ever hear the smoke detector sound. First, when the smoke detector sounds, Get out of the bed and crawl on the floor to the door. Remember, it's important to stay low on the floor where the air is cleaner and cooler. Feel if the door is hot or cold. If the door is hot, don't open it. Use your second way out. You need to get outside as quickly as you can. Danae's second way out is through her bedroom window. Always go right to the special meeting place you've decided on with your mom or dad. This time, Danae will show us what to do when the smoke detector sounds and she sees smoke outside her bedroom door. Danae remembers to feel the door before opening it. The door is cool, so she opens it, but she sees smoke. Danae knows never to enter a smoky hallway, so she closes the door and uses her second way out. Remember, if your bedroom's upstairs, talk to your mom and dad about a second safe way out of your bedroom. And finally, if your room is filled with smoke and the smoke detector sounds, here's what you should do. Quickly slide out of bed, down onto the floor, and crawl to the door. Feel the door. If the door is hot, that's danger. 
once again go to your second way out. Danae and her dad have already decided on a special meeting place and she knows to get there as quickly as she can. And Danae knows that she should never go back inside of the house unless a firefighter says it's safe. Boys and girls, thanks for watching. You've learned a lot about fire safety today. You even may want to go home and talk to your mom or dad about what you've learned. Because we here at the Boise Fire Department want to ensure that you and your family know how to get out alive. I sent that to you if you... Oh, okay. Technology is a wonderful thing if you've got a brain. Apologies for this. Uh, I sent, hopefully, I sent myself anyway. I had one more thing in there, but the thing is oh, the, the fire, the, the turkey fire. You got that? Yeah, we need to see that, folks. I'll let it speak for itself. And I am here with Idaho Falls Fire Department Training Chief, John Perry. And we're going to do something that everybody does, well not everybody, but a lot of people try and do over this time of year, which is fry a turkey. But we're going to do it the wrong way. And uh, Chief here is going to show us what we're doing wrong so far. And so you don't make the same mistakes we do. Come check it out. Well, first of all, like one of the things that we are doing right now is we're cooking very hot oil. And as you can see, it's not on a very level surface. Yeah. And so if you can imagine even small children, if they got near this, uh, it would be very unstable potentially. And so it could easily spill onto a, an innocent bystander or an animal. Um, but it could also um, be unstable and that oil would spill on the hot flame potentially causing a pretty massive fire. Okay, and we got a good looking turkey here. What's now wrong that, with this turkey? Well, um, from the outside it doesn't look like anything's wrong with it, but certainly as we knock on this, it's pretty dang hard and that's because it's frozen. And whenever, you know, frozen means there's moisture in there and water, ice crystals. If I put this turkey in this fryer, uh, frozen or with any type of ice or water on it, um, it's going to start bubbling and, and, and really starting to splash out and potentially that oil is going to hit that flame and cause a pretty, again, massive fire. Well, we're going to let this heat up a bit more and then we're going to dunk this turkey and see what happens. I think we're ready.
Okay, so that was a serious fireball. Tell me, what would have this done to somebody's kitchen or porch? Well, certainly we would not recommend doing that inside the kitchen. I think most people understand that. The big thing is, is people feel like it's safe to get on a wooden porch or even in the garage because you're kind of getting out of the weather a little bit. And, and as you can see there, if things go wrong, um, there's going to be a lot of fire in your structure and very quickly. So we would ask people if they're going to use a turkey fryer over Thanksgiving, they should really take that fryer at least 10 feet out away from any type of structure that you wouldn't want to, to catch fire. Kind of see that fire kind of stayed around the fryer. Um, so removing it from the house as far as possible is going to be the, the key. So in case of a grease fire, um, in any situation, whether it's frying turkey or frying potatoes, now what should homeowners know to do? Well, certainly you got to have all the right equipment before you do this and, um, and preparation of that turkey as well. The turkey we put in here was frozen solid, so you want it to be completely thawed. You also want to write the right clothing. When we did this, we had full firefighter bunker gear. You're not going to have that, but you should have long sleeves, long pants, closed toe shoes, and even some type of eye protection uh, when you're getting ready to dunk that turkey. Um, and then having some type of fire extinguisher nearby could help you put that fire out before it really spreads as well. You want to make sure that it's a it's not a water extinguisher. That's right. I and mean, everybody, you know, hopefully a lot of people understand that putting water on a grease fire is really dangerous. It's just going to make the fire worse. So some type of dry chemical um, extinguisher is going to work well. Okay. Well, thank you, Chief, so much. And thank you for the Idaho Falls Fire Department to be here, help us do this, and show you what not to do. If you want to find out what to do, you can go to the uh, Idaho Falls Fire Department. Thaw the turkey. Dry the turkey. If you want to, put water in the pot and put the turkey in, in a plastic bag so it won't get wet again. Or even when, it, when it's uh, still frozen, if you want to set it down in there and mark where the water comes up. You notice, oh, well, you might not have. I noticed that they overfilled that pot. They had it about this far below the deal. Well, the turkey was this big. It was too big for the space left. And when you put the turkey in there, even if it's dry and whatever, it's going to start bubbling. Okay? So you want to just cover the turkey with water when you put it in there, then take it back out after you've marked where that is, and that's how far you want to fill the oil to, okay? Uh, have a fire extinguisher because things happen. Have it on a good, stable platform because things happen. And have it 10 feet away from anything that might burn, as in not under the tree because, you know, leaves right long about now, if it's still got any leaves left, are really dry and they'll burn. Anyway, I wanted to share with you guys some, some ideas about how to stay safe. 
how to keep yourself safe. I hope that it helps. I hope also even more so that it's never needed. God bless.